Child Care and Learning Center, located at 451 Belt Boulevard, Suite E in Richmond, Virginia, 23224. Owned and operated by Sherelle Hurt, 2010 5th District School Board candidate and founder of the nonprofit organization, RAIN, which means reaching every individual in guidance and nurturing. As We Grow Child Care and Learning Center has flexible and extended hours. 6.30 a.m. through 10.30 p.m. They also have a Saturday schedule. They have knowledgeable and caring staff, a multi-child discount, and scholarship programs. They provide transportation and potty training. They have reasonable prices, and they also help with assistance through Department of Social Services. As we go, Child Care and Learning Center is an equal opportunity employer, and they specialize in excellence and in supporting your child in their development. For more information, check out As We Grow Child Care and Learning Center at 804-233-4116. Again, that is 804-233-4116. As We Grow Child Care and Learning Center, the best option in the city of Richmond. Natasha B. 1980 is a brand that caters to those who possess a unique sense of style in this universe we all know as fashion. With that being said, Natasha B. 1980 is committed to only carrying a limited quantity of all her high-end fashionable accessories. We also specialize in in-home accessory soirees. Visit us at www.natashab1980.com or call 888-503-7772. That's www.natashab1980.com or call 888-503-7772. 7772. Natasha B. 1980. We bring clothes to life. <laughs> Hello, everyone. You are tuned in to Gap2Diva Radio, the baddest creative motivation on this side of the universe, where we provide you with nothing but 100% WTF and OMGs with inspiration and motivation to move yourself. Now, this is Aisha the Gap Tooth with a plus-size showstopper, and I am accompanied by none other than my wonderful co-host, Bull Yay Vella. Say what's up. 
What's going on, Cap City? What's going on? In the world, Cap City in the world, Craig. Really? Craig? <laughs> That's what we do. Cap City in the world. Say Cap City in the world. Cap City in the universe. How about that? Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Good. That sounds better, right? Yes. Thank you all for tuning in. We're going to have a really, really great show. We are so excited. We are going to be talking about the Bo- the Boaz factor when you are ready for the right one. And this is a book that was authored by Elder uh, Brenda Bradley. But before we do that, I want to say um, thank you to everybody who's been supporting us so far. We have been really doing incredible. But number one, I want to say that we have just partnered up with Operation Just One Camp, Tony Marin's project. He's been on the show last week talking about his project. A lot of people responded wonderfully towards donating canned goods to help food banks and soup kitchens in their community. And so Gap to Diva Radio and Gap to Diva.com have took it upon ourselves to go ahead and continue his effort on, on our end. So for everyone who is located in Richmond, Virginia, and in all surrounding areas, promoters, entertainers, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits, I encourage you all to help us in our efforts in supporting the community by donating canned goods, um, any way that you possibly can so that we can help fight hunger in, in our community. So we're excited. We're starting this. We're launching this, this, this partnership and this project, and we're, this is the first time that we're announcing it. So right now we're going to start a page on Gap2Diva.com really soon. I'm currently working on that, where you can provide information, where you can drop off boxes of canned goods, um, also, if you would like to make a financial donation in the form of a check or money order, because we're not going to take any cash, in the form of a check money order, cashier's check, um, go ahead and provide us with your information at our website right now. But we're going to have a separate page on our website for the gap com Just One Can Project. And what we're going to do is we're going to come pick up boxes of canned goods from local area businesses who want to donate. And we're going to be donating those items directly to the local food banks as well as soup kitchens in the area um, because there are a lot of people who don't have. And they're going without. The economy is still bad. People are still going uh, without jobs, without food. And you wouldn't believe the amount of people that come through social services requesting assistance and finding food for their families. So what we're going to do is we're going to make stops, and we're going to set this page up where you can provide us with your information and a good time to pick up the food, uh, the canned food or the financial donation, and we will come out, pick those up, and donate it straight to our local area food banks and um, food pantries. I'm excited because I think philanthropy is one of the biggest ways that you can add success in your life because you can't get from the world without giving, you know. And God bless us with so many things in our lives that we don't even realize that are blessings. These are smallest things are blessings because there are a lesson in everything. And I just think that this is our opportunity to show that we are ready and willing and prepared to take care of our community just like we expect our community to support us. So I want to say thank you all for giving us the opportunity to 
to be able to have this outlet to do that, number one, but I want to thank you in advance for the contributions that you all are going to make. A lot of people have hit us up and said they're so interested in donating. Cherie Styles, one of our guests that was on our show, uh, the very, very well-known Cherie Styles of Red Boutique, and also she has an album coming out. She talked to me today and said she was interested in donating, a couple of other people also. So I'm excited to launch this because I just think that, you know, this is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait to help. Do you know how many phone calls I get on a regular basis from people? I'm just excited. What do you think? I think it would be a great thing for us to give back to the community. I'm excited about it. I'm excited. I can't wait. So check that out real soon. This is the first time we're putting that information out there. But um, I'm putting that page up, and when I do, I'm going to be giving you all the link to that. It's going to be on Facebook and everything, so look out for that. Also, I want to give a special Gaps of Diva happy birthday to Mona J. It's her birthday today, and she could not wait to So happy birthday to Mona J. from GapsandDiva.com. Thank you so much for being a wonderful follower and a supporter. Um, you guys, we have so many things coming up. A lot of it I don't even want to discuss. You just check it out when you check out the website. But one of the things that I do want to discuss, because I want to make sure that you're going to be there, is a cold winter, the event, the official freeze album release party. Brought to you by Yoshiko Entertainment. It's going down at the Camel, 1621 West Broad Street in Richmond, Virginia. And this event is sponsored by Great Cloth Clothing. You're going to have music by DJ T. Dub, performances by Black Liquid, photosynthesizers, Miss Proper, the Five Footers, D.I., and the Poet. Breeze, I like this. And it's hosted by none other than your girl, the plus-size showstopper, Gapsu Diva. I'm going to be in the building. This is the official album release party for Official Freeze for his album, A Cold Winter, The Reintroduction. I'm excited. This event is from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. going down at the Camel. Be there or be square. I mean, I'm telling you, it's going to be, it's called A Cold Winter, but I'm telling you, it's going to be a hot, hot event. We are bringing the heat to this cold winter event. That's going down next weekend. That's next week, the 17th, March 17th, next Thursday. And guess what? Gospel Diva Radio is going to be broadcasting live from this event. You know. Okay, so you got to be there. You got to be there. And if you can't be there, just because uh, for some reason you're incapacitated and mobilized, or maybe you're locked inside your house in a hostage situation, uh-huh. then go ahead and tune in to Gap to Diva Radio and get <laughs> my school. Yeah. <laughs> Why you laughing? Because, man, I mean, that's wild. That's the last thing I'm thinking about if I'm in a hostage situation. Crazy. But I'm going to listen if I was. Because I'm, cause I'll be a dedicated follower, just like my dedicated followers yeah. and listeners. I think it is in a hostage situation. They still be on the phone trying to listen. Yeah, because they want that inspiration and that motivation. Yeah, they wouldn't even be trying to call the police. They be trying to listen to our show. Yes, well, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And then call the police yeah. after the show's over. Yeah, you might want to tweet the police. Like, look. Yeah, you tweet the police. I don't know. I'm gonna see. Does, does the police have a portal? I don't know. They put they probably should. That's something to look into. Yeah, that's yeah. That's weird. But anyway, moving right along. Um, if you guys have been following the website, yesterday I posted something. 
um, that I was really passionate about. And I'm going to continue to do stuff like that. Like when I'm thinking about things and, um, you know, they really something that I think people should hear my perspective on uh, topics and issues, then I'm just going to throw it out there. And you either like it, love it, or you don't. But yesterday I got a really good response from the post that I put up. I put up a post about sometimes um, the enemy and we always throw that word around the enemy. Well, a lot of people. Are. I don't know. Well, we throw that with the enemy. Well, but um, it's true though. Sometimes the enemy will use people in your lives, whether they're associates, close friends, sometimes family members, people that you truly respect, and they will use those individuals in your life to make you go harder in whatever it is that you do. So I had an experience where someone that I really respected, and I mean, she was like a sister to me, really close. Um, I mean, at one point, we were really, really tight. She she kind of, you know, let me in on her innermost feelings. And inside, she felt like I wasn't doing enough and that I wasn't as big as I seem to think that I am. This, these were her exact words. So um, I could have, you know, lashed out and got angry. I could have responded, retaliated with some negativity spewed back at her. I could have broken down and said, you know what, I don't want to do the radio show anymore. I don't want to write anymore. I don't want to do the modeling. I don't want to do any of it anymore because, you know, this person, you know, informed me that there's a lot of people who don't like what I'm doing. They don't like me as a person. Wow. But instead of doing that, I prayed on it. I got off the phone and I prayed on it. And I was like, you know what, I just think, that this was an excuse for me to even go harder because I see that my numbers are growing and I see that people are appreciating what I do. And I may not be, you know, in the thousands when it comes to my Twitter followers or in the millions when it comes to my Facebook friends or whatever, but it's growing and it's growing at a steady pace. And I feel like I'd rather have five good followers and supporters who support me and go hard for me, than to have a thousand people who are sell weather fans is what I would like to say. So I had to put it out there that no matter what you're doing in your life, your mother could be telling you that, you know, you're whack. <laughs> your mom could be saying, baby, you, I love you, but you're whack. I call it that the five heartbeats thing. You know, you ain't nothing because I ain't never been nothing. You know, they they can say that. Some, some people have had family members say that. Close people, close people to them, people that they loved and they, you know, they respected and they they really value their opinion have said some of the crummiest things to some individuals. And I feel like the what separates the man or woman from the child is the person who can take that and still go. You know what I'm saying? That runner who can trip over a pebble or a rock and still keep running. Even if you fall, you get up and you keep running. And that's what my post was about yesterday because I'm not going to always get positive feedback. And when I ask for it, I might not get constructive feedback. Sometimes somebody might say something to break you down to the core just because they're hurting themselves. And it's up to you to determine whether or not you're going to allow that to get in your way or are you going to keep going. And yesterday was my testimony. I was going to keep going. It didn't matter to me. And the fact that those people who responded and said, you know, I like what you're doing and I like that you said that and I appreciate it and I support you and all that, those are the people that I should be concerned about when it comes to looking for my fans and my supporters of these projects, okay? 
not the people who don't listen or who check it out and say it's whack or people who say, you know, it's not enough controversy, it's not enough drama, it's not enough gossip. I don't care about y'all. This is inspiration. Yeah, we're going to have some OMG moments. Yeah, sometimes you're going to be like, WTF, what did she just say? But reality is I want you to be motivated and inspired by this. So whether I have a rapper on my show or a pastor on my show, you're supposed to get something from this entire experience. And if you don't, then you know where that little X is at the top of your screen on the right-hand side? Press it. And let's move on. Okay, that's what I'm going to say. But thank you so much for tuning in to do the radio. Like I said, we're going to have a great show tonight. Now I want to go ahead and get Arthur Elder Brenda Bradley on the show. She has her book, The Boaz Factor, When You Are Ready for the Right One. So let's go ahead and find out how she did it, what she meant to do when she did it, the message behind it, and what we're going to get from it. So let's go ahead and get her on the line right now. Hello, Elder Bradley. How are you? Doing fine. How are you doing? I'm fine. Welcome to God to Zero. Thank you so much for the invitation. I certainly appreciate it. No, we appreciate you. Now, for all those people, because I know that when I when I posted this show on the website, a lot of people didn't know the story between Boaz and Ruth. So can you break it down for us, and then we'll get into the concept behind your book. Sure. Um, basically, um, I had always heard sermons about Ruth, and Ruth is one of my favorite characters um, in the Bible, but I never heard a Bible study or, or anything about Boaz and Ruth. So here's how it goes. Ruth was devastated. Um, she had married um, into Naomi's family uh, when Naomi and her husband uh, came over to Moab. And um, Naomi lost her husband, and then Ruth lost her husband, and then Orpah lost her husband. So in the midst of devastating loss, um, Naomi decided that she was going to go home. And in doing that, Ruth said, well, I'm going with you. Your people shall be my people, your God, my God. And Naomi said, I don't have any other sons for you to marry. And she said, your people shall be my people, your God, my God. So she went someplace she'd never been with people she had never met, following a God that she absolutely trusted. And because they had to survive, they had to survive. There was no men. Because they had to survive, Ruth had to push past her pain and said, I'll go out and I'll go find a field to work in. And in doing that and getting focused and determined, that's when Boaz comes on the scene. And so he sees her with a strategy, with a plan, with a purpose, working that strategy, working that plan, working that purpose. And he begins to notice some things about her because he's together. He he, mm. he owns the field. So his mm. mindset is going to be different from somebody just passing by. So he yeah. notices some things about her, her focus and her determination, and in that begins to do some things for Ruth and towards Ruth because of the sacrifice that she made, because of the things that she had been doing that he had been hearing about. And because of that, a relationship began to grow to the point that in the end, the field that Ruth started out working in, she owned. Uh-huh. Wow. At the end of the day, she owned. 
and because she didn't lose focus. When Boaz started paying attention to her, she didn't stop doing what she was doing. She continued on with her focus. She continued on with her purpose and her passion. She continued to do what she went out there to do. And Boaz continued to bless her every single day. Wow. And so their their relationship began to grow and grow. And even at that same time, Naomi, who had also faced some devastating losses too, um, Mm -hmm. began to be ministered to by Ruth every day. When Ruth would come home and tell her what was going on in the field and how she was being blessed, Naomi began to be blessed too. And in that, Naomi began to say, okay, let me show you what to do in order to get this relationship to be permanent. In other words, uh-huh. let the older women teach the younger women. Let me show you uh-huh. what to do. Okay? She said, because wow. I'm hearing something, and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing something form, um, but let me show you the rest of the way. And that's what Naomi did. She, she began to talk to Ruth and began to tell her exactly what to do. And when Ruth uh-huh. followed what she said, and when her and Boaz came together, she wasn't whispering in his ear. Ruth wasn't trying to climb up on his chest. Uh, Ruth wasn't just wearing something, just any and everything. Uh, Ruth uh-huh. did exactly what Naomi told her to do, and she presented a question to Boaz. She didn't ask her, well, how do you feel about me? Well, where, where's the relationship going? She just simply said, cover me. If I'm yours, choose me. Uh-huh. Choose me now. If I'm yours, <laughs> choose me. So mm-hmm. she didn't. She didn't go into the. She didn't go into. Well, how do you feel about me? Well, where's the relationship going? Well, uh, she didn't need to ask those questions. All of his actions, the dropping some extra in the field, the the, the showing her kindness, all of his actions told her what they were going to be. So she just said, mm-hmm. "Cover me. If I'm your choice, cover me." And that's what he did. He said, "I'm gonna take care of everything." He said, you go home, and I'm going to go take care of some things. In other words, I'm going to take charge now. I'm going to move into place and be the man I have always been, and I'm going to shift you back, Ruth, into being the woman you need to be. You don't need to be the head of the household anymore. But Naomi, I'm going to shift you back, and I'm going to step up, and I'm going to be who I need to be for you. And he went and took care of it. He went and took care of all the arrangements. He went before the elders. He was the one who went and said, this is what I would like to do. Um, this is who I would like to marry. She didn't send post-it notes. She didn't, t- you know, go send spies, see what you're doing. He took care <laughs> of it because she was his choice. Mm. There's a difference. There's a yeah. difference. There's a whole mindset when, when you have chosen me instead of just hanging out with me. Mm-hmm. And so, wow. and so, what we watch, and 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 what we watch, is his process in choosing her. And when he chose her, everything changed, because she didn't work in the field no more. She helped owned it. So basically, she didn't force the situation to happen. This was something that happened naturally, and that's how we naturally. end up getting our blessing. Exactly. And she didn't force the situation. She went out there with a purpose and a plan. She went out there, I have to find some food. Me and Naomi have to survive. So she she didn't go out there looking for another man. She just lost one. So she didn't go out uh-huh. looking for one to replace the one she just lost. She went out with a purpose and a plan in mind. This is what I have to do. We have got to survive. And in 
doing that and being focused and determined, it put her in the right place for the right person to see her. Now, let's let's rewind back. What what got you to the point in in because you're you're currently in the church now and you've done mm-hmm. some counseling in relationships mm-hmm. and marriages. What got you to the point where you decided I need to put my my put this into a book? I think it's amazing today um, the 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 process of relationships. Um, in my in my parents' day and my grandmother's day, um, there was you know a time of dating, you know, marriage, and so um, we've seen that evolve into um, me date, live together, get married. Today, what we see is meet someone, go to bed, move in together, have kids. And we might get married. And it's amazing to see the evolution of just two generations ago to where it is now. And I think we do a lot of unnecessary things, and we give ourselves in a lot of unnecessary ways when he hasn't really made us the choice. And so because I'm seeing this evolution and I'm, I'm watching things, um, the Lord just took me back to Boaz and Ruth. And, again, you know, I never have sat in a Bible study or a couple session or anything where Boaz and Ruth was the subject. Never. And I said, well, it's uh-huh. time. It's time because, really, they, they, they are a picture of what you really want in your relationship. You don't want to have to be the one doing all the work, holding up the relationship, being the safety net, being the – you don't want to do that. If he's not as committed no. as you are into it, then what are you doing? Well, see, I'm a big person about how relationships should never be a job. It should, it should mm-hmm. be something that, that's organic. It should happen naturally. So it, it's like from the way you from the way you just told the story, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know, you know, about our listeners should have captured that main point was that, like you said, she wasn't out there looking for a man. She wasn't saying, okay, my my first man died, I, I need to replace him because we need to be taken care of. And she didn't sound mm-hmm. like a woman that was dependent on a man. It was like we need to survive. So I gotta keep going. I have to keep. I have to keep working. I have to keep taking care of my family. And exactly. the fact that he, the fact that he came along, was just a blessing in itself because you continued to keep working. You wasn't out. You know. I mean, I know they didn't have parties and clubs back then, but just you know, bringing it to the present, she wasn't out yeah. at the club. You know, man hunting. She wasn't boy shopping. She was, you know, she was on her hustle. She was on her grind, trying to trying to provide for her and Naomi and the family. And, I thought and she the was handling her business, right? She exactly. was handling her and business. And when she did that, it put her in a different place. And when she got mm-hmm. into a different place, a different person seen her. And, and I, mm-hmm. I think. We, 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 we miss it sometimes because we're forcing it. Now, what is it that you're supposed to do? What, what, what is it that you've been called to do? 
What is your skill set? What is your special gift? When you really focus and determine on that, that will begin to place you in different places, in front of different people. And mm-hmm. when you really get focused and determined to do that, then Boaz shows up. Because um, if Ruth had just stayed home and just, just cried with Naomi every day, <laughs> she wouldn't have been in the field working. <laughs> Whoa, oh, God, this don't happen to us. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We hungry. We ain't got no food. What are we going to do? You know, if she stayed home and decided that's all she was going to do, she wouldn't have been in the field, and she wouldn't have seen him, or he wouldn't have seen her. But she said, you know, we've got to wipe our tears, and we're hurting, but i got to get up, and uh-huh. i got to go do that. Well, let me, mm-hmm. ask, you, let me ask you this, Elder Bradley, is that mm-hmm. when, when we, well, there's a lot of women who do go out there, and they're looking for a man. Like I said, they're mm-hmm. out there clubbing, and, you know, they're wearing their provocative clothes, and they're trying to lure men into their corner so they can somehow trap them into relationships. But what about that woman who is doing the total opposite? You know, maybe she had uh, lost her husband, maybe passed away, or maybe she just got out of a bad relationship. What about mm-hmm. those women don't even try? It's it's always about work and then home, watching TV and gossiping on the phone, and then work, come home, watch TV and gossip on the phone. They absolutely do nothing at all. I mean, how how do you ex- how do they expect to get their blessing? Well, where exactly are they working at, and how do we know that their Boaz is not watching them? Mm-hmm. If they're focused and determined and doing what they what they're supposed to do, how do we know Boaz is not watching them? Because a Boaz will watch you for a minute. He'll watch mm-hmm. you for a second. He'll watch how you do things. Watch how you handle yourself. And he'll he kind of study you for a second before he walk up on you and say mm-hmm. something to you because he's already he's pretty much already figured out kind of where you're going to land at when he says what he has to say. So for the woman mm-hmm. who, is, who is determined, let's say she's going to school all the time. You know, she's she got to get this degree. She's got to get a certification. She's got she got, she got to get what she has to get. Um, if God has not sent her boy as yet, don't worry about it because he is coming. Mm-hmm. See, that's, that's the awesome thing. Um, like we said, Ruth didn't go out there looking for nobody. She, she wasn't mm-hmm. trying to look for nobody. She was just doing what she knew she had to do. And because of her focus and because of her term, determination and because she trusted God above all else, because remember, she's in a place she's never been among mm-hmm. people. She didn't know. All she had was her mother-in-law and an absolute faith that God would lead her where she absolutely had to be. And the rest she left in his hands. So let's say you're working every day and, and it don't seem like Mr. Wright is coming by. God ain't sent him yet. He's not mm-hmm. sending him by you yet because he's going to send your Boaz for you. Um, I was having mm-hmm. a conversation um, with someone. She said, well, I know I've got to slow down, and I know, you know, I got, I'm going to have to change, I'm going to have to do. And my question to her was, why do you have to change? Why do you not believe mm-hmm. that God is going to send you somebody who matches your pace? Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to slow down? 
when, when well, you should be waiting for that well, man that's all pissed out with you. <laughs> okay, okay, because when you okay, because when you slow down, um, and then because you only gonna stay there for a second, then you are gonna speed back up after you don't rest it for a second, and then you turn around uh-huh. and look, and and he's still back there in the slowdown place, and that's not necessarily his fault, because remember you mm-hmm. slowed down. So why not ask God for somebody to match your pace? Where are you right now? Because where you were five years ago and where your mindset is right now should be two totally different things. So instead of asking God to send you somebody who you were five years ago, why are you not saying, okay, God, God, this is where I am now, and I know that there is someone who can appreciate where I am, what I'm doing now. That's, that's that's what he did with Boaz and Ruth. He said God oh. sent a Boaz to see where she was and what she was doing right then. Because I'm sure she wasn't the woman then in that field that she was when she first married Malon. Oh. Two different women because of experiences and because life happens. Two, one woman with two different experiences moves her forward. Why ask for somebody to, to compliment you from who you were five or seven years ago. God is big enough to send you somebody who you who can match your pace right now. Mm. Mm-mm. So for the woman who is working, the woman who's going to school, the woman who is who who is busy trying to take care of her family, God's gonna send somebody who can keep up you, with her. Do you do you feel that our today's woman is not patient enough to to wait for that right man to come around. Or I mean they're just snatching up the first thing that comes along. Is this well, a, I think is this a process? It's not, I I I think society has um I, I you know, this is a instant, instant, instant world. You know, we see information instantaneously. Um mm-hmm. we want everything right now. Because it's kind of, we're, we're pretty much living in a right now society. Everything mm-hmm. you want, you can get it right now. You mm-hmm. know, um, we, we're, we're um, dealing with the family reunion, if I can say that. And uh, we, still have, we still have a group who wants us to find some paper and put it on the paper and get some stamps and put it in the mail and wait seven days to get it. Or I could just simply put it on Facebook and just bam. <laughs> Give it to everybody right now. Okay, now uh, you know it's an instantaneous world, and so uh-huh. yes, I think there is a sense of of impatience as far as waiting uh, for God to send you who, and we don't have to grab necessarily at the first thing. Um, if He's really the one. Because God has created, I absolutely believe that, God has created a Boaz. They may not all be the same, but it's the Boaz for you. If we'll wait on him, he won't take forever. But is there a sense of impatience? Yes, I I think so. But I I think society has a lot more to do with that um, than just us not just wanting to wait. Because the truth be told, if he's not the right one, you're going to end up waiting anyway. Yeah. If he's not your root, you're going to end up waiting anyway because you got to wade through all of this. See, I was, always, I, was always, <laughs> I was always taught that if you pick the first thing coming along, 
you're going to be so preoccupied with the wrong one that you might miss the right one. You will miss the right one. You know, you, mm-hmm. you can't you can't go into every relationship thinking if I don't take this, that's it, and that's all. Okay. And I feel like a lot of women do do that. I mean, when you talk about um, you know keep working and and going towards your your passion and what you're destined to do, and just have faith that God's gonna send you that right man. And let's say this, you know, a certain type of woman has been doing this for five, ten, fifteen years, and she's just waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, you know, that faith starts to dwindle sometimes. And instead of having faith, they're just thinking, you know, I'm doing everything wrong. So instead of waiting, the first person that comes along, or maybe not even the first person that comes along, maybe it could be somebody from their past. They're trying to fix things up and patch it up because they're so tired of being alone. We're in an era where it's more acceptable to be booed up than to be patient and have faith. Well, now here's here's another here's another point that the book makes. Um, every person who comes in your life may be there for just a moment. Um, a date uh-huh. needs to be a date. You know, you can't go into every date thinking he's the one <laughs> and uh-huh. trying to make him be the one. A date needs to be uh-huh. the, be a date. Uh, um, if, if, if you go out on a date and, and you guys click, great. Um, it, it doesn't need to be um, it's time to go meet the parents. A date needs to be a date. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But that's okay if, if, it, if, if it doesn't work. If each individual can't appreciate what they see in the other one, then it doesn't need to work, and you don't need to try to make it work. And I, uh-huh. I, 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 I think if we, if we stop going into first dates as the last date <laughs> and trying to make this thing be everything that you <laughs> need it to be right now, then we won't be so disappointed and, and, and disillusioned at the process of whether well, he ain't going to never show up. Yes, he will. But you can't put everything, <laughs> all your hopes and all your dreams in the first date or the seventh guy on the second date. A date can be mm-hmm. a date. Let's go. Let's enjoy a show. Let's go join dinner. You know, if it works, it works. If it don't, okay, great. Hey, but it's not It's not a hit on against my femininity. And because a this date one is not a relationship. Is that what you're saying? Right. You know, it's okay to be friends. And, and I really believe that's, that's where I'm trying to go. It's okay to be friends. Every date does not have to be your potential. If it happens naturally, like we talked about in the beginning, if it happens naturally, it will be what it needs to be, and he will begin to show himself to you. But you can't force it, and you can't make it be what you want it to be, and then you're so exhausted at person 10 because you're trying to make it be what is not going to be that you become delusioned and just, I mean, disillusioned and just say, well, listen, come on, we get along and, 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 you know, there's some things about me and some things about you that's, that's not quite working, but hey, 80% of this is clicking. So let's just go ahead and let's just, mm, no, because you're settling at that point. <laughs> you're right. Oh, you're okay. Absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it works. Okay. Well, it works. It worked it worked Monday through Thursday, you know, we'll work Friday and Saturday out. <laughs> no, no. You're gonna be more tired trying to work it out. Uh huh. 
than, than you are on the days that it works, you know. So, no, and, and, and that's the shift. That's the paradigm shift um, that, that we have to get to uh, with, with, uh, with the Boaz factor. Uh, we we got to shift it. We have to shift this thing around that every, every every day doesn't have to be the guy you marry or you can't force it to be who you want him to be. Either he is Boaz or he's not your Boaz. If he's not your Boaz, this was great and that was fun, but I'm not getting ready to invest my heart in it when uh, I'm not going to get a corresponding return. Wow. Now, your your book touches on um, individuals who are already in a relationship. Mm-hmm. What, what advice do you give to those to those people? Well, now see, now that 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 would be the controversial piece. <laughs> because I know, I know, my my, my uh, one of my dearest hearts, one of my dearest hearts. He said, "Now, what happened when you already in it?" I said, "Well." That's half the reason why I wrote the book, so we don't get in these kind of scenarios. <laughs> so we don't find ourselves tied, Lord have mercy, uh, year 10, and we're all tired. See, you know, so uh, for, for women who are in those type of relationships, I am absolutely not saying leave him, get out of it, divorce. I'm not saying that at all. But what I, what I am saying um, is that you, you have got to look at where you are. You've got to look at where you are, and you've got to decide, listen, there's some things we have got to come to an even keel about because I can't continue to hold the relationship up based on everything I do. Mm-hmm. I, I can't continue to do that. We're going to have to become both ways. You're, you're mm-hmm. going to have to step up and do some things. I can't continue to be the safety net. I can't continue to be the one to make everything right. I can't I can't. Continue to be the one who, who, who's got all the feelers out on your moves. I'm I'm exhausted. I'm I'm just exhausted from from being the one to try to make everything right in the relationship. So you got to shift yourself back. Do a lot of the women that you talk to do they have those those type of complaints? where there's always one person in the relationship who's doing the majority of the work to keep the relationship together? Um, yes, I would I would say so. There's um there's several different phases um that you you hear women go through. Um either they're lonely or they're tired and they're in the very midst they're lonely in the midst of a relationship. Um, that loneliness tends to send you down a different pathway. And then when they realize, you know, okay, no, I got I got to come back, I got to come back, I got to come back and walk the straight and narrow, there's a struggle there all the time. Um, they can't get their spouse to talk, so they, they're the ones who are talking. Um, they can't get their spouse to go out anywhere, so they, they are the ones who are planning all the trips. Um, they can't get their spouse to, uh, hey, let's just go do something because it's fine. So they're the ones planning everything. They're the ones putting everything into into place. They're the ones trying to make it right. They're the ones who are sensing when something's wrong. They're the ones, they're the ones, they're the ones, and then they don't understand where this frustration level is coming from. Well, you chose him, but he didn't choose you. 
Because if he chose you, he'd be a lot more in tune to you. Wow. So if he was a lot more in tune to you, you wouldn't be doing 90% of the work you're doing. If there's a problem, we both need to talk. Not I need to talk to fix it and make it right. If there's a problem, we both need to talk. We both need to come to the table. If it's not important enough to you to come to me and say, listen, we can't go another day like this, uh-huh. then, what are we, then what are we really saying? If it's only important to me and it's not that important to you, then, then, then where, what, what's really happening here? Now you mentioned. That's I said. I'm um, not. Several, go ahead. I'm sorry. You you mentioned several times that um you know you chose him and he hasn't chose you. Give uh-huh. us some examples in, in today's society of a woman choosing the man and a man not choosing the woman. Because a lot of times women don't even realize that they pretty much control the entire scenario. A lot of women get into these relationships, and next thing you know, they end up, you know, married or, um, you know, having children and, and this, you know, um, living together with children and all that. They don't even realize that this is not a scenario where the man chose you. Can you give us some examples of that? Um, let's say, let's say what you do as a career, he needs. Okay, and he uh-huh. stays with you, and you don't even realize it because he, he needs things from you that really only you can give him, but that's where the relationship stays. But you've created a whole other world because he needs you in that manner, and that's the only way he needs you, and he does what he has to do to keep you coming back for more. And I'm not trying to, and to my brothers who are listening, I'm not trying to dog you out at all. I'm simply saying there are there are times when we um, create a whole universe out of one instance. And we decided, mm-hmm. you're the one I want. I don't care what I got to do to get you. And even though you don't seem as enthralled with me, I'm going to show you that I am the one for you and somewhat convince you, because I'm going to make everything in your world right. I'm going to make everything in your world right. I'm I'm going to show you how I can get your business to go a little bit further. I'm going to show you how how I can be such an inspiration to you. I'm going to show you how much you need me by the things I do for you. Wow. But it's and, you know, men can also put themselves in, those, in that position as well. Exactly. Now, if you want me to take care of you, you'll, you'll pretty much present yourself in that manner. And if, if I'm really just ready and I'm, I'm, I'm so tired of being by myself, I'm so tired of being alone, and I got somebody who I think appreciates everything I do for them, oh, my goodness. I'm going to make your world so easy and so right. Oh, my goodness. Okay that you will have no choice but to say, how could I live without her? But you are doing everything. You are doing everything. You're the one calling. You're the one stopping by. You're the one planning everything. 
You're the one putting everything together. All he ever has to do is show up. All he has to do is just step in place, and, and there he is. Because you're making his world right. And we do it in subtle ways. We just do it in subtle ways. You know, um, um, you know, that it, it could be it could be as subtle as you know just you know picking out your little outfit together. You know what y'all gonna wear and where y'all uh-huh. gonna go, and where you gonna stop, and you know picking him up for lunch or taking him lunch or just stopping by his house or clean the house or you know clean his car. You know, um, I mean, just it, we we do it in subtle ways because so we're trying to make ourselves indispensable. We're we're, yeah. we're constantly trying to convince him that we Showing are the up. one. Yeah, that we are the one. But goodness, if I gotta go through all this work to get you, God, what am I gonna have to do to keep you? Mm-hmm. And what, what what you got for me besides bad so credit bills and what this? So you saying those women who do those things? Um, you know, they're basically selling themselves, trying to uh, persuade him to choose choose them. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to clean up, I'm going to do all this. And, you know, sometimes they, and let's be real, because we're all adults, mm-hmm. sometimes they even go so far as to be a little extra in the bedroom and all that. You know, oh, yeah. try to persuade, yeah, try to persuade the man to say, you know, you're the one. But you're saying that because of the fact that you're forced in this situation, he, you're ultimately choosing him, but he never officially chose you. He so never officially you're gonna, you. You're going to end up, you're going to end up um, realizing that in the end, when the relationship moves forward, and you're constantly unhappy and trying to fix it. Is that what you're saying? Constantly. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. You're the one trying to fix it. You're tired is going to be at the end of that road. Wow. Mentally, emotionally, it's going to be at the end of that road. And there are times we don't understand why we're so tired, why we're so frustrated. Well, that's because you're the one doing everything. You're doing everything. And you don't understand, you know, this is what we do. We won't get nowhere if I don't do it. We won't, we won't, we won't, we won't, accomplish anything. If I don't step up and do this, we'll never go anywhere. We'll never do anything. We'll, I mean, we'll just sit home all the time. If I don't plan stuff, it'll never happen. <laughs> really? It's the yeah. same person. It's the same person who made up their mind that they were going to go buy a 64-inch flat screen TV, shopped, looked everywhere, got the best went in the store, negotiated that price to take that bad boy home, set it in the house and watch that. Now, an inanimate object took all of that focus and concentration and determination. An inanimate object. But now here I am live and breathing and you can't think about nothing else but sitting on the couch? Mm. Okay, yeah. now there's something wrong with this picture. And, and, yeah. and, that's because we're, we're we're not equally yoked. We're not. We we both don't have the same passion for this relationship. I have it, and you'll let me have it, because it's easier on you. But where's your passion for me? Mm. Where is it? And if I don't see it, and if I got to work to evoke something from you, you know what? It's because it's not there, and that's what we don't want to hear. 
We don't put all this time in the relationship. We don't put all this effort in it. You know, I ain't finna back up now. I said, all I'm done for it. I'm not getting ready to go away now. You know what? It, it's already, it's already over. It 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 it, ne- it will never materialize and be what you want it to be on your best day. Is it what you want it to be? And do you get that best day every day? Do you even get it nine times out of ten? Because if you can't even you can't even give me a nine times out of ten, then you know what you you're working yourself silly. And for what to keep a relationship that nine times out of ten probably was not meant to be. This is something you put together for yourself. Back away, wipe your tears, put your tough skin back on, and allow God to bring somebody to you who is as passionate about you as you are about them. Wow. Now, what kind of responses are you getting from from the people who have the had an opportunity to read your book? Oh my goodness! I tell you, I was I was in Walmart, Wally World. I was in Walmart, and a young lady <laughs> turned around and she looked at me and she said, "Are you Brenda Bradley?" And I said, "Yes, I am." I didn't know her, and when uh-huh. I said that, tears shot to her eyes. Wow. Rolling down her cheek, and she said, "You just don't know what you did for me when you wrote that book." I, I have notes all on the sides. All it's just, you just do not know what you have done for me. How you have set me free from some things that I was doing. Wow. She said, "Now you promised to write part two. Now I'm, I'm looking for part two. I've I've gotten, and that was amazing to me. And I mean, she's crying. I'm crying." <laughs> you know, and I, I that that was amazing to me. That was really amazing to me. Um, I've had other friends, um, people who will hit me on Facebook and tell me, "Oh my God, I, I just, I mean, when you start describing want, the difference between want and choice, oh my God, I mean, I, I just literally had to tell somebody, you know what, this is done." And God bless you, God keep you, but I'm I'm not going to do this anymore. I want somebody to choose me. I just don't want to be your want option. It's, mm-hmm. it's been amazing. It really has been amazing. So uh, is uh, another, uh, another sequel or another installment of this book expected to come out soon? You know, um, I have been told that there are at least three books inside this book, um, the Boaz, <laughs> the, the woman Boaz. I need to expand on that. Um, they want me to expand on the want versus choice chapter of the book. Um, I've, I, you know, who Boaz is, um, the the teenage version, the college version. Um, <laughs> literally, I, it's like I'm gonna be chained to the computer for the next seven years. <laughs> <laughs> that's a blessing, though. That's a blessing. A lot of yeah, people I'm, are really gaining something from it. Yeah, I I am so humbled by it. Uh, you know, I actually started out writing it um, with Chapter 4, um, The Want Versus Choice. Uh, that's that's where I really started writing it. I just started just writing. And then, you know, the chapters before it and the chapters after it came. But that, that one chapter was my whole point of inspiration. Listen, you have got to know the difference between um, wanting and choosing, you have got to know the difference. Because when you really get that in your heart and your mind, the difference between the two, you won't be crying as much as you are. 
You won't be trying to bandage your heart as much as you're doing. You you won't be going through curtains drawn, sad songs. You you, you won't you won't be doing that. You won't you mm-hmm. won't you won't you won't even need that because you'll understand. I don't know. We just went out on a couple of days and it was nice. And hey, he's great. He's a great person. She's a great girl. But you know that's that's not going to be. Um, that that's not going to go any further than a couple of days, and that you know what, that's going to be okay, that's going to be just fine, and that's not going that's not going to make me any less of a woman. It's not going to let make him any less of a man because after a couple of days we just both decided, no, that's, you know, we can be friends, but that's all it's going to be. We won't be crying every other day. We won't be on the phone with our girlfriends trying to hold each other up. We won't, we won't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I'm okay. I'm, I know yeah. I'm probably by myself, but <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. We want to, want to be holding each other up on the phone, just crying and bawling and going. We won't have to do that. <laughs> now let me ask you: what what events or uh, book signing or uh, you know speaking engagements do you have coming up that our listeners should know about? Well, um, I'll be in the Atlanta area on the 26th at Wisdom Speaks um, with Virginia uh-huh. Rucker. Um, I'll also be in Virginia next weekend at Kingdom Daughter Summit with Michelle Osborne. Um, I will be there with her. Um, that's in Alexandria, Virginia, I believe, Kingdom Daughter Summit. They can check that out on Facebook. But I'll be there with uh-huh. her um, looking for... Uh, my sisters uh, to be in Atlanta with me um, at the Embassy uh, Suite Hotel in Atlanta, out at the airport. I'll be out there um, as a as an author, and I'll be doing some speaking um, here in the city, here in Wichita, Kansas, in April at a women's conference, and I believe I'll be in New York in July. So you know, God's beginning to open the doors, and He's beginning to really show. Um, this is his idea, you know. This is his plan, and I'm I'm going along with wherever he wants to take this. I'm I'm more than willing to go along. But for the next two weeks, Virginia and Atlanta, that's where I'll be. Okay, that's good. Well, I want to say thank you so much for coming on our show. I really think that you you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned, you know, just how much faith we're supposed to have and how patient we're supposed to be. And that every woman, you know, shouldn't run to a man to define her. If you shouldn't choose him, I mean, he should choose you in order for you to truly be happy and, you know, overall satisfied in any relationship. And I think that your book, it doesn't really just apply to, like, a man-woman relationship. I feel like we should apply this into all our relationships. In business, you know, with our business partners, in our friendships, and, you know, in our associations. I think that most of the time you need to be patient when allowing people into your world because exactly. a lot of heartache and frustration could be avoided. Exactly, exactly. You can really take take it and, and, and apply it to every area of your life, your regular friendships, just like you were saying, your business relationships. We're just patient, and we want the passion that's going it it should be reciprocal. It shouldn't just be one sided. And if I'm Absolutely. in a business, if I'm the one doing all the work, I'm the one paying the taxes, I'm the one doing the books, I'm the one opening the door, I'm the, okay, hold it, wait a minute. Mhm. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it should be reciprocal. And I'm just so grateful to be on your show this evening. I'm so grateful for the opportunity and the invitation. I thank you so much. Appreciate you so much. And make sure we get your book out to you and a T-shirt. Chosen woman. Yes, Lord. Oh. <laughs> Um, the book has been published by Elecor Publishing House, and you can go to that, that website, and that's E-L-L-E-C-H-O-R, uh, Publishing House. And you can find that um, um, out there on the Internet, and I'll spell that again, E-L-L-E-C-H-O-R, Elecor Publishing. And that's where the book is at right now. We're selling it online um, right now, and uh, we're going to be getting in the stores um, early summer, but that's where you can go and find it right now. And I appreciate Elicor Publishing so much. You know, it was amazing um, how we came together, and they read the book and unanimously decided to uh, to take it under their wing. I was just so ecstatic and grateful for that. And they've been just great um, editing and working with me and getting the book out there and, and just guiding me through this whole process. So love them to pieces, but it's Elicor Publishing, and you can find that online. And your website and information? Um, www.elderbrendabradley.com. And you can find me over there, and I'll be, I'm on there talking. And um, I just posted something, I believe, or getting ready to post something um, about Hannah and Penina. What do you do when you have, when you have a man who, who, who says he loves you? And everything about you should make him love you. However, you know he loves someone else. What do you do? Wow. Everything about you should make him love you, but he doesn't. You know he loves someone else. And that's Banana and Hannah. That's Banana and Hannah. That's that's their story. And so I believe we're going to be publishing that, posting that here in the next day or so. So come on over, elderbrendabradley.com. And you can find me on Facebook, too, and we can laugh and talk. And come on, join the conversation. (laughs) Do that. And your Facebook handle, how do you get in touch with you on Facebook, Elder Brenda Bradley as well? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Elder Brenda Bradley. And then I have a fan page, too, um, author page, too, for uh, for Elder Brenda Bradley. So uh, come on over and and join me. I'm on Twitter, Bradley um, on Twitter. You can find me there. And... uh, I'm, I'm on all of it, sis. I'm on all of it. Just like you, you know we got to make it work. <laughs> exactly. got to make it work. Well, I want to thank um, Elder Brenda Bradley for coming on our show. Her book, The Boaz Factor, When You Are Ready for the Right One, get it, read it, learn from it, get that message she's throwing out there, and get in touch with her through Facebook and Twitter for more of her wonderful, wonderful message. Thank you so much for being on our show. We're going to let you go because I know it's getting late, and I want you to be bright up and early giving out their words tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great show. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Have a good night. You too, now. Bye. Okay, so that was author Elder Brenda Bradley with The Boaz Factor, When You Are Ready for the Right One. Um, 
incredible, incredible message. I really think that women should be more patient and just wait for the man to choose you. And oftentimes you watch, you know, your friends or your colleagues or whatever, and you think that life is surrounded by just having somebody with you. And, you know, although, I, you know, I'm blessed to be in a relationship, I really, you know, don't believe that, you know, my life should revolve around my relationship and that everything should stop until I get a man, you know, and everybody doesn't have that, you know, that concept. And I think that her book, it really concentrates on putting the right people in your life so that you don't waste time and have a faith that your creator is going to hook you up. I I agree with you 100%. And it's just, I really think that you really need to touch base on just bettering yourself mm-hmm. and not going out there searching for something. Because you go you go get tired of searching and then you go end up settling and then what I learned like back in the day, like when I was deep into the church, it's like basically you will get with somebody and they can set you back for years. Mm-hmm. And you don't want that. So just take care of yourself. Go in, say, find out what you want, find out what you like, what your dislikes is, because you can be setting yourself up for just the worstest relationship ever. Mm-hmm. And you also don't know yourself yet. And then you're blocking your blessing because you're missing out. You're working so hard to fix this troubled relationship that you miss out on that right person. That right person come along and you're in a relationship, so they're not going to come and get in the way of that. And then you messed up your chances of being with the person that God actually blessed you with. And then, too, you get into a bad relationship, and then you carry those same tendencies that you had in that bad relationship into another relationship. Mm-hmm. There may be a good one for you, yeah. but you blow it because of your insecurity. Yeah, because you've been dealing with all that negativity all that time. But that's what you really need to read the book, The Boaz Factor. When are you ready for the right one? It's basically, when are you ready? When you're ready is when you have all your ducks in a row, when you know what you want out of life and nothing's going to get in the way. No no pretty smile, no, no beautiful eyes, no muscles, no pocketbook or wallet too big is going to make you fall to your dreams and trip you up from the ambitions that you set for yourself. God's going to bring that person to you, and that person's going to choose you, and they're going to show you everything that you need to see. And for you ladies, that right man is going to come around, and that right man is going to make it so that you don't have to be the man in your house anymore. You don't have to be the head of your household. He's going to tell you, step back. Let me take care of it. And if, if somebody comes around and says that to you, I really don't think that he is the right one. And you know what? I was sitting here tripping because, for a fact, listen to me all, Elder Bradley, some of the things she was saying, it just, were, it just reminisced of me like when I was courting my wife, Mrs. Diva, and how how basically I sat back and watched. And, you know what I'm saying, I infiltrated her friends so I could study. You know what I'm saying, game recognized game, but you got, I got my study on, you know. Like, I was friends with all her friends. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you out there and you choose a woman, you put your homework in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't just come up to her and spit game just to see what she would say. No, you do your homework. You know a little bit about her. Yeah, because ain't no such thing as losing when you found the one you want. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like you get that or it's like life ain't going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's deep. Well, I'm ready to wrap this up then. You talk like that. Anyway. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Check us out, 
uh, Thursday at 9 p.m. We're going to have uh, Richmond Cap City R&B Sensation Leela Bates on the show. And people are talking about her. She's buzzing all over the place about her performance at the Camel. She's been doing an incredible job laying down them tracks. And y'all, y'all need to know this girl's been doing it. She's been singing and going hard since, you know, when she was a child. So, we're going to find out exactly where she is in her career and how how motivated and ambitious she is right now pursuing her dreams as being the next sensation out there. She has a very unique style, very unique sound, and I want you guys to check her out here on Gaps and Diva Radio. So tune in Thursday at 9 p.m. for Lila Biz. She's going to be our featured artist of the week. Can't wait for that. Shout out to Jay Biz, homeboy. And she is the sister of Jay Biz, who was on the show, rap, uh, rap phenom Jay Biz. He was on the show in January. So go back and listen to that show. His sister's going to be on this Thursday at 9 p.m. So we're excited about that. We can't wait. Also, we're going to be doing some good things this weekend, but I'm not going to say too much about it. I know that uh, for my Twitter family, if you know that I talk really crazy and off the chain with a certain person called Shawnee's Crazy Ass, that is my sister. And she is going to be with me this weekend. We're going to go super duper stupid hard this weekend. Running around Richmond, we're gonna paint the city purple. Um, so Bowie Villa will be recording everything. <laughs> everything will be on YouTube. Oh my gosh! So I'm so excited because when Shawnee's crazy ass gets with Galaxy Diva, it's just pure and utter madness. So it's gonna be so stupid, crazy. It's not even funny. But we're gonna be doing that this weekend. But next Thursday. Gatsu Diva Radio will be broadcasting live from the Camel and at 1621 West Broad Street for a cold winter, the event, the official freeze album release party for a cold winter, the reintroduction. This is an event sponsored by Great Cars Clothing. I'm telling you, freshest, hottest streetwear in Richmond, Virginia. They're going to have music by DJ T. Dub. Performances by Black Liquid, Photosynthesizers, Miss Proper, Five Footers, B.I., and the Poet Breeze. I like this. And who is it hosted by? One and only. Who is it hosted by? Gap to Diva. Oh, my gosh. Mwah. So, be there or be square. Gap to Diva Radio is going to be broadcasting live. We are so hyped right now. I hope you got inspiration and motivation tonight. If you didn't, I don't know what to tell you. Go go kick yourself in the face. That's all I can tell you. But to uh, check us out on the 17th at the Camel Broadcast Live, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. We're going to be in the building for a Fisher Freeze album release party. Check us out Thursday, 9 p.m. Feature Artist of the Week, Lila Biz. Check me out, www.gap2diva.com, Twitter at Gap2Diva, and Facebook, Gap2Diva. We are doing it so hard. I'm telling you. I mean, I just can't even express just how much you need to watch yourself right now. Wow. Don't step on my blue suede shoes. I'm, I'm, I'm killing it. I'm killing it. I'm murdering it right now. We are going super-duper hard. And that's because I am blessed, and I will not let my haters get in my way. Y'all are not big enough, okay? It's not wide enough. It's not deep enough. It's not high enough. I'm getting around it. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so excited. I can't wait. I, I just can't wait. If you're interested to be on the show, hit me up via the website. That's gap2diva.com. Until then, I check you wonderful guys out later. Love you so much. Peace out. I'm a diva.
ಅಮ್ಮ ಅಮ್ಮ ಅಡ್ಡಿ